The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Welcome to Him For Her Radio. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him Prison Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Shug Burry. If you say what you want to say. Burry, and I am the host of Him For Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. This is a place, ladies, where your voice can be heard. Him For Her Radio is a show just for you. Find us online on our webpage, himprisonministries.org, or jump on Facebook at Him For Her Radio and post us your thoughts and ideas. This is a place where your voice can be heard, and I can only hear from you as you communicate to us your victories, your challenges, I'll do my part to address those hot topics so that you, again, can be heard. So today's hot topic I'm really excited about. Do we got a drum roll in there? Woo! Can God's Word really impact my life? I've got my very special guest, Bev Canaris, with me. She is a wife, a mother, a grandmother, and a Bible Study Fellowship, BSF, teaching leader for 30 years. But to Bev, she is much more than that to me. Why have I asked her to be here and to share with you? I just don't ask anybody in the show, you know. Allow me to introduce you to Bev through my eyes. I love you, ladies, so I've invited Bev Canaris to be here because there is no other woman outside of my mom, hey, mom, that has positively impacted me and changed the course of my life. Bev is my mentor. She has taught me through thick and thin and trained me in leadership. I have studied under her for over 25 years. Whoa, Bev, I must have really been a slow learner (laughs) with a long way to go. But most of all, Bev is one of the wisest women I know. She has dedicated her life to equipping women in Christ and God's Word to become leaders. Now, ladies, not just any kind of leaders, but leaders of excellence, which is hard to come by nowadays. To me, I feel like I'm sitting in here like with a mighty Moses. So let me introduce you to my friend and my mentor, Bev Canaris. Hi, Shug. What a privilege to be here today. And thank you for that very generous introduction. (laughs) Well, I needed more time. I could have gone on and on, but it's only a 25-minute show. (laughs) Oh, Bev, I'd love to just pump out the questions. I mean, ladies, can you imagine if you had like Billy Graham sitting here and you had a couple minutes to ask him questions, what would you want to ask him? Well, let me ask you first, Bev, um, just to lay the foundation, how many women have you led and taught? Oh, well, like you said, I've been teaching for 30 years, and before that, I was doing some teaching and leading as well. For So say 35 years, um, the class that you were a part of and mm-hmm. that I taught for all those years was a very large class, 500-plus. Many years, it swelled well beyond that. Mm. So teaching and loving all these women has been one of life's greatest privileges. 
I love it. And, you know, I would sit in leaders meeting uh, in the circle, and you could easily have almost 100 women in that circle that you were every week leading and sharpening and drawing us even closer to Christ. I know I could ask you, Bev, about a bunch of different Bible topics, lectures, or messages, but I really want to get down to the meat of it. After all these years, Bev, if you were going to be like with the Lord tomorrow— Hope not. <laughs> what would be your primary message to women today? Hmm. That's a great question, Shug. I appreciate that. Uh, I, a couple of things that I've said repeatedly over the years, every year I say these things, really is a focus that I want people to catch, these little catchphrases, to spur them on in their walk with the Lord. First of all, be a lifelong student of God's Word, mm-hmm. and that's going to be our major topic today. Also, um, how else can you understand the confusing messages that we get from today's society that tells you this is this is good, this is not good, um, this is the way it is, this is how we should act, this is how we should think, and we're we're longing for someone to say what's God's way, mm-hmm. what is the right way, what what would be the the key to really living life to the fullest, and we can't find that apart from the Bible. We need truth, and the Bible is the one book that you can count on to be sheer truth from the one who made life, who is the ultimate authority in all things. Amen. I love it. I love it. And you've just got a wide following of women who love you and want to uh, hear what you have to say. Could you share us a little bit about your testimony, Bev? I would. I would love to share a little bit about my testimony. I I had some exposure to Christian's things as a child. I felt drawn to the Lord. I fled like crazy as a teenager and young adult. But then I started to seek in my early 20s. And I was working with a woman, and she challenged me to spend five minutes a day reading God's Word. And I also heard her use the word born again, words, Mm. born Mm. again. And that truly um, brought me to my knees where I did make a confession that Christ, I did need Christ. I was a sinner. I poured out those sins to him and he forgave me and called me his own. But I have to admit, I wasn't fully committed and I didn't even know it. Mm -hmm. I gave my life to Christ, but he was just an add-on to everything else in my life. Let me let me have you pause for just a second. For some of the listeners that are out there, you've just dialed in. You are listening to Him for Her Radio, and we're, this is Women's Hot Topics. Today we have Bev Canaris as our guest, and we're gleaming from her, her wisdom. But let me pause for just a moment in your testimony. What does it mean to be born again? Born again is a wonderful biblical expression. It's not just a trite saying by some. Um, it is. It really means that I have a new life now. And the re- reason I can have a new life, be born again, is because I have put my faith in Christ on, and his sacrifice on the cross and his blood, his shed blood. The penalty for my sin was death, blood mm. shed. And Christ did that for me. It was like I was on the cross, but it was him on the cross in my place. And when I receive that as truth for me and I ask him to forgive me, cleanse me, and come and live in me, I felt brand new inside. Mm -hmm. In fact, even my eight-year-old son, when when he was born again, (laughs) he came home and said, Mom, I feel brand new. I said, Honey, you're hardly old. (laughs) How do you feel brand new? But that really is what that means. And it's the start of a new life, living it with Christ. I love it. 
I love it. So what happened after that? Well, like I said, I um, I married. I had three children. Uh, at age 28, I found that I had everything I really wanted in life, but I was still feeling rather empty inside. Mm-hmm. I was going to church and giving Christ, you know, a nod. Uh, but that next year, I was invited to Bible study fellowship, and that's when the explosion started to happen. Mm. I heard in a lecture from the gal who was there before me, what fearing God means. It means taking God seriously. And he got my attention with that. I realized I wasn't taking God seriously. What I was doing was just the add-on. So I confessed to him, and God did a work in my heart where I began to thirst after him, the study of his word. I couldn't get enough. I was ravenous, Mm. ravenous for him, for the word, for Christian books. My life was not about getting all I wanted anymore. It was now about all that he wanted for me. And it was kind of scary, too, because it meant surrender. Mm -hmm. It meant that I laid on the altar of my will, um, my plans, and I trusted him because I felt he loved me so much and was so trustworthy. I surrendered to a deeper level than I ever have before. And that was when the journey began as I studied God's word weekly, began to get to know God so I could trust him more. And I wanted my life to reflect the things that the Bible stated. Mm. The transformation was radical from Mm. then on. The study of God's word, the Bible, was the means that God really used. I love that. Can you just help me just a minute? There's two words that possibly some people might not understand, and I just want to go back to them for a minute before we continue on. The first one is confession. What does that look like? And the second one is surrender. And as women, you know, sometimes we don't like that word. Yeah, surrender. Oh, okay, I'm done. But I want you to listen, ladies, to this just for a minute, because these are two really pivotal points in Bev's testimony. Confession is when you know you have done wrong, you become aware of it, you bring it to the Lord and you say, Lord, I am so sorry for this. In fact, my initial confession, I fell on my knees before a picture of Jesus that was Mm -hmm. on my wall and I just started weeping. All of a sudden, all the sins from all my past came rushing in on me like a tidal wave and I, I cried and I confessed every one that I could. But then daily, Shug, I really need to confess my sins as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like that gives me that fresh start that God promises every day. Mercy's new every morning. Amen. So confession should be a part of, of not only of the conversion experience, but also of your everyday experience with the Lord. I'll tell you, you wake up with the, you know, you, you leave those confessions uh, and you're, you're a, a lighter person. Yeah. And then you said surrender. Mm-hmm. Surrender is uh, letting go. It's giving in and saying, God, you are greater than me. You know what's best. You're sovereign, and I want your best in my life. And help. I want you to be the Lord or the boss, as we mm-hmm. say. I want you to be the boss now. Yeah. I can't be the boss. I haven't done so great. And so I really give you my life and my will, and I, um, that, that was a big step. Yeah. You know what I'll always remember, since I've been a student of yours as long as I can remember, is that there was one lecture that you gave, and you talked about how confession 
brings intimacy. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And, you know, that kind of goes against what we would normally think. Like, oh, I don't want to confess. I don't want to tell you all the things I've done wrong. But really what it does is that it just draws you closer to Christ. It does. And he it just does. It, it just draws you in his arms and comforts you. So, ladies, if you're out there and there's something that's weighing on your heart and you know that it's blocking your relationship with Christ, would you just do like Beth did? Mm-hmm. Take a moment. Get on your knees. Visualize Christ in front of you. And just share with him. Well, transparency is important in any relationship mm-hmm. for intimacy, isn't it? So mm. it really does make sense. Thanks for reminding me of that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't forget a lot of things you've said. In fact, I'm even taking notes as we're talking. It's that old habit of mine. <laughs> so, Bev, continue on. I just wanted to clarify those two questions. Well, I think that that really is my testimony now. And um, at that point when I was so thirsty for the Lord, he was really preparing me for this life of ministry and teaching mm-hmm. his word. Mm-hmm. I remember when I first came to BSF, a girlfriend had said, Shug, there's a uh, a study going on, and there's like 300 women there at the time. That was a long time ago. Now it's grown uh, substantially. And I'm like, I'm in. It's a party. Yay. I can't wait to go. And when I showed up, I couldn't believe all these women who were just like me who wanted to discover the Bible. And it wasn't, ladies, until I really opened God's word that I fell in love with him. I mean, yes, there was a time I invited him in my life. Yes, I repented of my sins. I turned away. But it wasn't until I opened God's word that he really revealed himself to me, and the words just jumped off my, into my heart. Um, if you're just tuning in, welcome to Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. Today we have my mentor, Bev Canaris, as our guest and we are enjoying her wisdom and experiences of working with women in leadership of all backgrounds and ages for over 30 years. So, Bev, let's get to the nitty-gritty. Women want to know, won't God just do what he wants to do? I mean, why do I even need to study his word? Big question there. Um, but I, I think back, just you have to kind of back those questions up a little bit. In order to discover who God is and his son, you need to go to the Bible. Um, How do you know what God wants to do? If you read his word, you find out what God wants to do, and it's for your good that he wants to do whatever it is in your life. Mm -hmm. So that right there should uh, free you to realize that going to God's word, learning who he is, learning who Jesus Christ is, he speaks and he reveals himself through the word. It's a big part of having a relationship with him. You do life with him, Mm. and it's the richest life around Yes, do we need to study his word? It's like, would you want to be married to a husband that never talked to you? (laughs) That wouldn't be very uh, close, loving relationship. Well, God is speaking, women, and he speaks every day, anytime you need him. He's always there for you, speaking to you through his word. I love it when he does that. I do, too. Oh, I love it. Ladies, if if you don't have a Bible, will you go out and get one? Open it up. I mean, the Bible is 66 individual books. You don't have to start at the beginning. Just start with John John, or start with Mark. Two excellent places to start. But just, you know, I remember even learning from Bev, seven up, seven minutes a day. Have the Bible open somewhere where you can walk past and see it open as God is waiting for you to spend some time with him. Bev, could you do me a favor and share some examples of what you've seen with working with women and how the Bible has impacted their life? I've certainly seen all kinds and all situations um, of women's lives. A lot of people come to 
a Bible study because they're hurting and they're looking for some answers. Um, one gal came and she was grieving the loss of many of her loved ones. Uh, another one came angry. Others came because their husband had just confessed an affair. Mm. Others came because their marriage was in trouble. Others came because they had these kids and they have no idea of what to tell them what life is all about or how are they going to go to, you know, should they go to church with the kid? They don't know how to raise children. Mm-hmm. And they realize this might be a place where not only do I have fellowship with other young moms, but I might get some guidance from God on those important topics as well. So it's so fun to see what happens. They're like a closed little rosebud when they come in the door. <laughs> and they're kind of looking at me with arms folded. Yeah, prove it to me. Uh, this is just, I'm going to be here a few weeks and then I'm going to skip out. Um, but all of a sudden, the one arm goes down, another arm goes down. They really start hearing God speaking into their personal lives. You see, God's word the Bible, has power that no other book or other words do. When you hear God's word, it has an authority about it that none, nobody else has. Um, so he, it, this word, the Bible, can bring you to faith. It shows you how to come to faith. It shows you who God is, who his son is, and his plan for the world and redemption. And he also shows the plan for your life through his word. Psalm 119, 105 says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. If you want to know which ways to go, there's no place like the Bible to slowly read, seek, pray, have it in your lap. God's never failed me. Amen. I'm just resting in that. <laughs> you know, I, oh. I, I just, I love that. And, you know, ladies, marinate in the Bible. Don't rush. Memorize you know, verses that speak to you personally, that maybe that's supposed to be your life first, life verse. And I remember one time I was in BSF and Bev was lecturing and we were studying out of Isaiah. I've mentioned this on another program. Um, And I got to my car and I started to weep. I mean, cry. Bev, I mean, I just, I'm not a crier. God gave me a thick skin and a soft heart because I can then work with people that live in the tough side of uh, the world. But I got to tell you, I cried like a baby in the car and I said, hear my Lord, send me. I didn't want to waste my life. I get choked up just thinking about it. I didn't I want too. to waste my life. And if you had not um, preached in such a way that I could hear it, the Holy Spirit, the Bible was open. It just, it, it powerfully impacted my life. Little did I know I'd be in prisons around the world preaching the gospel. Why? Because you took the time to lead me to Christ in God's word. I can't thank you enough for that. Mm, that that is such a work of God. Only God could do that. Shug. Mm-hmm. I knew you were special, though. Yeah, <laughs> special pain. <laughs> okay, so Bev, of all the lectures you've given over the years, there's a woman who wants to know of all the things and of all the years and of all the messages you've given. What has been your biggest thrill in ministry? Oh, this is easy. Uh, I would have to say for sure it's watching the transformation happen in women's lives, just like you just witnessed, Shug. Mm -hmm. I have seen it happen so much. They come in, maybe they're infant Christians, they don't know the Bible, maybe they're not even Christians, but then I see them start to open up to God's Word, to want to live according to God's Word. They take it into their families, they start to raise their children in the faith, um, and they start to go out and share their faith with others. Seeing women take um, a leadership role and then go and serve Christ in so many ways. Personally, that is one of the most thrilling things in ministry Mm. for me over these many years. But I got to tell you, another thing that would just 
be for me inside my own heart between me and the Lord was that God could use me, Suge. I know. It's humbling. I come from a very simple background mm-hmm. growing up in South Dakota, <laughs> a little town and no college didn't even really like high school. I didn't like to read or study. And here God had in mind for me to read and study the scriptures and communicate to thousands over the years his word. I'm glad I didn't know I would have run like a little rabbit. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. um, that God could use me personally, what a thrill. So unworthy. It's amazing. You know, Mm -hmm. he uses those underdogs that we would least expect to do his greatest work. Amen? Amen. Mm-hmm. Oh, ladies, if you're just tuning in, welcome to Him for Her Radio Hot Topics. I've got Bev Canaris, the Bev Canaris in my book, who is sitting with me as my guest. Now, here's another question for you, Bev. Are you ready? Always. Uh, the Bible, I've heard from some women, hey, Shug, the Bible is for the olden days. It's out of date. It's not relevant. I don't trust its reliability. <sighs> What do you say to somebody who's got doubts? Oh, we've got some uh, good things to say to that person. First of all, normal to have those kind of doubts. But let me just share a quote from Corey Tenboom. She used to say, the Bible is so relevant, the ink is still wet. Love that. <laughs> and don't forget, the Bible is an all-time bestseller. And that gets my attention. Yeah. So if you haven't read the best-selling, all-time best book, the Bible, you've really missed something large. Um It has been analyzed by friends of the Bible and foes of the Bible. And no one, not even the harshest atheist, can disagree with the fact that the Bible is the most well-documented historic manuscript that we have. No other literature has the kind of backup with copies that the Bible does. Mm. And what's important is the original event, the original document, and when it's copied and printed again and so forth. The Bible has so many copies, so many early copies, just within decades, not hundreds and thousands of years like many of these ancient pieces. Then we have the Dead Sea Scrolls. They really show us that the Bible is accurate, even though this was from 1,500 years ago when these scrolls were, um, I guess 1,000 years ago, when these scrolls were starting to uh, uh, record what what the Bible had said, a Mm. copy for them. So those Dead Sea Scrolls are a big deal in proving the uh, accuracy of the Bible that's handed down to us. What you hold in your hand today is what they had in the Old Testament times Mm -hmm. as well as New Testament times when the New Testament was added to that. In fact, one Bible scholar from, um, he was from the British Museum, commented on the four Gospels. The interval between the dates of the original composition and the earliest evidence is so small to be negligible. The last foundation for any doubt that the scriptures have come come down to us substantially as they were written has now been removed. Mm-hmm. And he he was not necessarily a Christian promoting Christianity. He was just saying the accuracy in the Bible is real. It's there. It's proven. There was a student who came to stay with us, Bozu. Shout out to my buddy in California. Anyways, he started to read the Bible, and he was from China, and he'd never opened it before. And as he read the Bible, you could just see his smart, intelligent brain was ticking away. He was thinking about this. Then he went back to China and told his parents about it. Now, you can imagine the uproar it might have caused. But what he said spoke to my heart, Bev. He said, I don't know what other people say about the Bible, but it speaks to my heart. Mm. And that's how I know it's from God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bev, if there's a woman out there listening who might feel she doesn't matter, she might feel she's lonely or perhaps her life is just fine without God, 
How would you encourage or challenge our listeners to be in God's Word today? If you're living without God, you're living without true, abundant life. Uh, you matter. No matter what, you matter. You're, you're made in His image. The God of the universe wants to have a relationship with you, and He wants to talk to you through the Bible, as we've been mm-hmm. talking about all day. He, he has a lot to say to you. You have shut him out if you're not taking advantage of it. And he can present you. He can be present with you with, and wherever you are, mm-hmm. whether you're in a confining prison situation or you're in a marriage that's hurting, wherever you are, whatever life circumstances you're in, you've messed up, whatever it is, he will not desert you. Everyone else might, mm-hmm. but he will not desert you. He is a refuge and a strength. And nobody, Shug, and you know this, is a throwaway Mm-mm. to God. No. I would have thought I was in my past, but God does not waste anything. In fact, ladies, he uses your past for his greatest glory. Bev, could you close us out in prayer? I would be honored. What a privilege. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time where we've been able to talk about your word, talk about what it means to have faith. Talk about how you really change lives Mm -hmm. and how you can get us back onto that path to the abundant life. I pray, Father, now for these listeners, whatever their relationship is to your word and to yourself, I pray, Father, that you would intrude into their life right now, that they would be called to pick up that Bible and start reading five minutes to begin with every day. Mm -hmm. I pray, Father, for the woman who is... um, dull in their la- in their Bible reading. May they be refreshed. Amen. In Christ's name, amen. Thank you, Bev Canaris. This is him for her radio, Shugbury, over and out.